Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am so excited to be here again today, especially with our uh, guest today, Margaret Agard. And she's going to be with us today uh, talking about something that I think that is very important that we all deal with on a daily basis, and that is being busy. Uh, We are constantly living in a world where we're always having some types of responsibilities or something to do. and we don't know how to take the time or, you know, don't even take the time to slow down like we need to slow down. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Margaret and then we're going to go in today um, on our interview. But Margaret, she is an award winning author. Um, she's an, a former executive in a high tech industry, a mother of eight children. And she's also a stepmother to seven. She is currently writing her third memoir titled Love, which is Becoming One with Parker. And Margaret also focuses on helping others to live a life full of true purpose and joy um, with one simple daily practice. So thank you so much, Margaret, for being a part of the podcast today. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Tiffany, happy to be here. And I'm lucky because I get to look at your smiling face. They just get to hear. <laughs> Yes, yes, and it is just such wonderful to be able to have you today, but tell the listeners a little bit more about um, yourself. I am one who learned to hear God's voice when I was in my 20s, and before that, I had experiences where I felt very close to God. Let me just shut this thing off, and um, so by the time I was in my 40s, when I became just overwhelmed, that was the point at which I was an executive in the high tech industry, one of the few women. Mm-hmm. And I had stepped back from that for a little bit to run a consulting practice so I could go back and finish up my last year to get my bachelor's. And I, so I was a sole financial support. I had eight children. Some were starting college, you know, some were like junior high, high school. And I was just busy because. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. (laughs) And anything that I did, like even going to school full time, you know, that for a lot of people, that's full time. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, to run a business or I was doing consulting for some major clients that took a lot of work. And then just being there for the kids. You know, you think you have to be there for your toddlers, but you really have to be there for your teenagers. Like mm-hmm. they're home from school and at night and just be there. And I was overwhelmed, totally overwhelmed. And I thought, you know, I know how to set priorities. I know how to do the important tasks rather than just the critical. I am failing at the <laughs> I would get maybe four hours sleep a night and I would wake up in the middle of the night, just panic stricken. What wasn't getting done? What wasn't getting done? I 
had this long to-do list. And, and it seemed as if when I did things, it wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. I would show up at a class with a paper that I spent half the night working on. And there would be a little note on the door. The professor was sick. So I didn't worry about the paper until, you know, the next Friday. Mm-hmm. Or I would go into a client site and I would have worked on a presentation and they would say, you know, we've, we've really changed our focus. So I was like, huh. So I thought if I, if I just could see the future, <laughs> I would know which of these things I should focus on and which I didn't have to, right? That's how I felt. Right. And then I thought, well, I know someone who knows the future. And that would be God. <laughs> and so yeah. I, yes, I continued to think things through. I continued to make a list. Here's what I think I have to do today. And then I started taking my list to God and saying, what do I really have to do today? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if the professor is sick or if the client's going to change. And as I started asking that question, he took a lot of things off my list and would sometimes add a couple of things. And almost always, I'm not going to say almost always, it was to reach out to someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll help you with your life. I have people I need you to help with. <laughs> and I had been praying for things. And when I did the things he said, I got those things, even though it didn't seem related, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. After I'd been doing this for not too long, probably only a month or so, I realized that at the end of every day, I was finished about eight. I didn't wake up in a panic because I knew I had accomplished everything that was important because mm-hmm. God knew what was coming. That's right. And you know, I he won't make us, you know, he won't make anything come upon us unaware. If we pray and ask him, he'll, he'll give it to us. That's right. And mm-hmm. I thought, now, should I be doing this? Because after a while, when I, it seemed all under control, I stopped doing it because I felt like, well, you know, I, I'm a big girl now. <laughs> I don't have to ask dad what I have to do every day. Right. But then I was reading um, one verse in John where Christ says, the father I have always with me because I do always those things that please him. And I thought, well, he was out every night asking what to do. And then in the Lord's prayer, I, I, it sounded different to me. I read it and was thinking about it. And there's that part that goes, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I try to imagine all the angels in heaven, all busy, busy, busy with their life. And every once in a while running up to God, could you help me with this? Could you help me with this? Go back, busy, busy, busy. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I thought, no, I think they're going to God and saying, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I want to help you in your work. And you know, I have things to do. I mean, he knows you have to get the dishes done and, you know, the typical stuff. But I realized that what I was doing was biblical, was Christian. It was what Christ mm-hmm. did that, mm-hmm. and what the angels in heaven are doing basically you know thy will be done on earth the way it is in heaven and so i also realized it went along with that prayer that people say that they want to give their life to god right Mm -hmm. and i realized well my to-do list is my day and my day is my life nothing's going to change in my life until my to-do list starts to change Mm -hmm. and that's very important very important because you have to learn how to prioritize, you know, and just being able to hear the voice of God, discerning where, where he wants you to move, when he wants you to move, you know, and how he wants you to move. And he tells us to ask, 
The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. If we ask him, you know, he will reveal it to us. He will give us that. But a lot of times we don't ask. We just take it on ourselves to just do, 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 do this, do this, do this without even considering. Because like you said earlier, Margaret, God knows even before we know. Uh, and he right. sees ahead. He knows what's happening in advance. And so if we would just consult him first, that to-do list would get smaller and he will put in there exactly what needs to be done. And we'll we'll be on track and we won't be wasting time. We won't be marking time. Right. And what, so I had so many thoughts as you said this. And one <laughs> is that, you know, one is I, at some point, because, you know, I hadn't been single long and I felt like I needed a friend. I just mm-hmm. wanted a good friend. You know, when you're married, your good friend is usually your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I said, I really just wish I had a, a good friend, a huggy friend. I wanted a huggy friend. Um, and and so one of the things that got added to my to-do list one day was to cook extra for dinner and take it to this um, neighbor. We went to the same church and she was a couple blocks away and I didn't really know her. You know, I'd seen her in church. I never talked to her, but I did. I took it over to her and she later wrote what that, what happened to her when that happened. She said it was, she was depressed that day. And then this woman just showed up at the door <laughs> with a meal for her. And she thought, I really want to get to know this woman. And she turned out to be my best friend. Wow. Like, you know, they kind of, you have a third grade friend. That uh, you go over to the house all the time, you comb each other's hair. You know how it is when you're mm-hmm. except we have money and could drive. And so it was like that kind of friendship. So it, and it was just something he added to my to-do list. That right, right. And we just have to be led. Now you 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 mentioned a little bit briefly earlier, and you were talking about how you know you were sleeping, you know, less than four hours a week and you woke up, you know, panicking oh, yeah, about. Like- yeah, what, you know, like eight o'clock at night, kicked back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you were talking about how you had to turn off your to-do list and turn it over to God. And we've, we've been talking about this, you know, for the listeners, how, how does one start that process of turning their to-do list over to God? I know we said that one of the things was, you know, yeah. to ask him, seek him first, you know, acknowledge him. But what is another thing that one can do to start the process of turning their to-do list over to God? Well, if you're already in the habit of being able to hear that still small voice mm-hmm. you know, just know I, I literally wrote down what I planned to do each day and then I would take it to him okay so I have to go to the library like that stuff like that mm-hmm. and I'm gonna work on this client account and I have to take my son to the doctor to get his physical so he can play basketball you know like here's my list and what should I do and often I would get a thought oh you don't do this you don't mm-hmm. need to do that. And there was always way more on that list than I could possibly accomplish. Mm-hmm. And also I had some goals for myself that stopped being goals for myself. You know how they say make a 20-year plan? I don't know if you're mm-hmm. okay. So I had a 20-year <laughs> plan, you know, and I was like, and then divide that up into five-year plans and the one-year plan, like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. working away on that plan. Well, it turned out God also had a five, a 10 or 20-year plan for my life. I'm about 25 years into it now since I started doing this. And his is much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his is always much better. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more true to me. He mm-hmm. he brought me to be my truest self to just get rid of all the stuff that didn't matter. And I still want to put it back on. I'm sure you do too, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I might have a couple extra hours today. Maybe I'll make a quilt out of all my kids' old t-shirts. 
you know, oh, I've seen those. Those are cool. Aren't they cool? And I think, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And goes like, no, maybe you will not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's so true. Uh-huh. That's so true. Cause I think about that, you know, I'm like, oh man, I could do this. I could, you know, do this. I have to do this. And, but really um, when, when you have all of those things on to the, the to-do list and you don't accomplish them, you get discouraged, you get upset, you get frustrated sometimes. But if we would go back and just say, Lord, okay, here's my list. You know, um, what should I really be doing? I think that would counsel some of the frustration out um, because we have, you know, especially if you're a doer and you're constantly wanting to get things accomplished and constantly wanting to get things done and making sure that you're productive for the kingdom and making sure it's this or that. And so sometimes you can get burnt out and stressed out by trying to work you know, to do the works of God, not necessarily listen to what he's saying as far as just being who he called you to be and trusting him to lead you along the way. I had a, t- a radio show for a while and I actually put it out, you know, how you go out on pod match and stuff. I just said, Hey, have any of you had an experience where you turned, where you turned your to-do list over to God, got a call from a Baptist minister who said, I was ready to give it up because I was burned out. And he mm-hmm. said, I started doing that, just asking, what, what do you want me to do today, God? Mm-hmm. And it turned, he said, and he said the same thing. He said, I was finished every night by eight. I'm like, oh, wow, I guess that's God's knockoff time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we, we are doing good things. It isn't that we're not doing good things. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I notice is it's not as if he said to me, all right, I want you to just give it all up and go be Mother Teresa in India. It it didn't work like that. He usually Mm -hmm. has me taking care of one person at a time. I don't have to start a big organization. And he does remember that I still have to take care of things, but he will help me simplify. See this shirt? I have three of these. That's (laughs) because it's all I wear. I wear this shirt and a pair of white pants. That's it. That's what I wear. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, hmm. He said, you just don't need to even be thinking about what to wear. That's mm-hmm. what I even knew about Steve Jobs just had one outfit or Barack Obama just had one outfit. You know, that's it. I have five of these suits and that's what I wear. Well, that's how I am. He took mm-hmm. things like that off my plate, things that really don't matter. But I can tell you that if you love clothes, he probably wouldn't take that off your plate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but find something that you can take off of your plate that to make life a little easier. Um, you know, I was um, reading something the other day um, and the wishes of people who are on their dying bed. And the, most of them were saying they just wish they would have enjoyed life more, you know, right. instead of just moving, 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 going and going and going. And when they get to the deathbed, they wish they had spent more time with family. They wish they had, you know, um, just enjoyed life more and relaxed a little um, yeah. because we are such a fast paced society that, you know, a lot of times we've been trained to just do and produce that we don't ever uh, just take that time to rest. And one of the things he does do is he will give me things to do. So if you've learned to hear his voice, and for me, sometimes a thought has to come three times before I get it. So mm-hmm. once it was, oh, once I said to him, listen, I only have 10 minutes. Like I was going on a big trip. You know, I was going on a big trip. I was all packed up. I just thought I have 10 minutes. So can you use 10 minutes? What do you want me to do with it? And it was call this person, a friend. I have lots of friends. I have lots of relatives. I probably have 20 cousins. You know what I mean? (laughs) 10 brothers and sisters, the 15 kids and stepkids. It was call this one person. So I call her and she is just crying. 
And then she started just unloading some terrible thing that had happened to her. And about five minutes in, I said, I need you to know, I, I want to hear what you have to say. And I have about five more minutes. And she said, it's okay. And she kept going. And at the end, she said, I just needed to tell someone. And mm-hmm. that's how, that's where God sends me. He doesn't send me to India. He sends me to the phone mm-hmm. in the car to stop in and see someone who needs someone right then. Right, right. And, you know, how can, you know, just talking about that, how can we figure out how to let go of tasks, you know, that really don't need to be done um, so that we can, ex- so that we're not experiencing less stress, but we can have more joy and more peace? I do believe, Tiffany, it does take faith. It does take courage to take that list to him. I mean, it is simple. It's simple, but it isn't easy, as you're pointing out, mm-hmm. because, you know, we have our own goals and we're sure it is important. But what, so it really came down to the more I did it, the more I knew it worked and Mm -hmm. it was the right thing. So probably the first few weeks were the hardest. It still can be hard now. My my husband was in the hospital and I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. But I I really didn't. I mean, every once in a while I'd say, is there something you want me to do? And I really don't want to know. (laughs) It's kind of that kind of prayer. But, um, But I'm back on track where I'm again asking. And for me, it helps if I ask at night. So if mm-hmm. you're one of those type A's, you know, if you're the kind of person who has your list and if you do something that's not on the list, you put it on the list so you can check it off. And if if you, like me, are up and ready to start charging into your day, it can be hard to change it. So for me, it works best to do it at night, to think about the day that's coming up and then ask. And then I really have learned just to focus on what he says, because I have had experiences where I'm so glad I did. I've had experiences where I didn't cross things off the list and tried to do it anyway. And it made my day hectic. Mm-hmm. I, I have an experience with that. We used to ship a, a product over the internet. I'm going to tell you about the product because it's still available, but we sold it. We sold the business. Mm-hmm. It's amazingbibletimeline.com. And it's a big oh, yeah, chart. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's circular. It starts with Adam, goes around to today. Okay. So we would ship those on Monday morning and we would have a ton of sales Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? Half mm-hmm. our business was Monday morning. And, one, and so I always had at the top of my list, ship the orders until we got so big that we could, you know, hire a shipping company. Right. But, and, and, and that was always, I was just never touched. But one Monday, God's like, uh, don't ship the orders. And I thought, well, you're wow. on this one, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we say we will ship next business day and the next business day. And I'm shipping yeah. So sorry, but you're wrong. And so I did. I packed it all up. It did make my day stressful because there were other things he wanted me to do that I was trying to do too. And I get to the post office and it was President's Day. So the post office was closed uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he knew i mean because we didn't go into work so i didn't really i hadn't forgotten i just forgotten it was one of those holidays you're like oh i forgot that was a holiday yeah, yeah. <laughs> so enough things like that happen that i have learned to just trust him mm-hmm. I, I think you probably won't trust him at first but as you do it you will yes yes and you know is you know, one thing we were talking about even earlier about just being so busy, a lot of times it's often a challenge to just, you know, stand still, be quiet. You know, when it seems like you're doing so much, you just got to stand still sometimes and be quiet, rest in God, rest in his peace. Um, but it's just 
you know, because of the society, we're just challenged so much to just keep doing. And why do you think that's so that, you know, we just feel like we just have to keep doing more and more and more? Well, I could blame it on Satan because you know what? Mm-hmm. There's good things. And most of us are not trying to choose between a bad thing and a good thing. We're just right. trying to choose between good things. Mm-hmm. And that busyness keeps us from God. It keeps us from That's feeling so our true, true purpose. Mm-hmm. And it keeps us from feeling him in our hearts, which is what we want, right? That's what we want mm-hmm. really all day to be able to, because that's what helps us love other people. When we're able to feel his spirit of love, mm-hmm. that we can love other people. And so, yeah, I think what keeps us busy is, well, for me, I said to him, what do you, what should I give up? Um, what should I give up that would give me more time? And I had been thinking about asking this question for quite a while, actually, for about six months. And then finally, <laughs> I thought, okay, I'm going to ask it. So what should I give up? Facebook. It was like, could you let me finish the question? And I was like, no, it was waiting for me to ask it. And so I thought, okay, because I could get on there and spend an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And imagine, I mean, even if I just spent that hour in contemplation, if I could spend an hour on Facebook, I can spend an hour with God. So, yes, that's so true. And, and those time I call them time wasters. They can slip in, you know, and for those that may be listening, you may watch um, reruns or I can't think of the word, but, you know, you're constantly watching shows. Oh, binge that, yeah, binge watching. Yes. Yeah. Over and over again. If you're watching shows all day. Um, you need to cut down some of that time, you know, um, and like you said, social media, you know, that is a big time waster with, you know, our phone, uh, that's the next best thing you're picking up, you know, and um, yes. so you have to be, you know, so careful because I was telling someone the other day, man, time is going by so fast um, and you've got to learn how to be a good steward of your time even now because it's here. You wake up in the morning and your day is half gone. And so you have to be um, mindful and steward, be able to steward your time wisely. And then I, like I was sharing earlier, they were talking about people on their deathbed and, you know, just wanting to be able to enjoy their day. And, you know, every, I believe every moment in our lives, even right now, you know, they're precious to us and, you know, we have to value that precious time that we have. So what can we do uh, to let go of the need to always be busy and just slow down? Well, actually, it turned out it wasn't hard for me because I'm basically lazy. And so, <laughs> <laughs> great. This is all I have to do. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, yes. But then to fill that uh, downtime with good things, that did take some effort on my part. And as much as I love it, sometimes it can be hard. I actually have my phone where it's open to a chapter, of, like in the Bible. So when I open it, it's there. And sometimes I'll just be hmm, nice and go right by it to look at email or something. And so it, I think it's a habit that we have. Mm-hmm. And when I create it, I do feel it. And I have a new habit at night because we don't have any children home is I will spend my 20 minutes in contemplative prayer and contemplative prayer is different. I don't know if you've I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's more like in my morning prayers, I'm asking questions. I'm looking through my scriptures. I'm reading them. I'm writing in my journal. It's all about, here's my questions, right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to learn from him. But in contemplative prayer, it's more sitting there saying, I consent, whatever you want to send me. And so like meditation, I just mm-hmm. quiet the thoughts in my head. Or if I have them, I let them go and let them go and say again, I consent. And he has filled my life with such peace and joy as I do that. 
that it, mm-hmm. and, and then after that contemplative prayer is when I then take a few minutes, doesn't take long to look at what I'm going to do the next day and say, what do you want me to do? And add some things and cross some things off. That's Often. so true. Mm-hmm. Cause I was thinking about what you were saying. Um, we give a God our to-do list in prayer. And then the morning is with God, I need you to do this, 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 this and the other. But con- contemplative prayer takes more time to quiet your spirit down. You have to get past those 30,000 thoughts that go through your mind and yep. you know what I have to do. But once you really get into that place of meditative prayer, contemplative prayer, you hear God at levels that you wouldn't hear him when you're just constantly talking to him and giving him your request. Right, right. <laughs> I remember one of my daughters saying, I just sit with God in the morning. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But and after all, I did get it. And you know how you feel the Holy Spirit, how if you're out doing a good thing and you get that real sense of joy and peace that comes when you forgot yourself. And I realized that's what she was doing. She was just sitting there with the Holy Spirit, allowing him to speak to her. And that um, has that has also made a huge difference in my life and as you say it, you, you know tiffany you just have to say you're going to do it and then do it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then once you do it um you you don't feel depressed or sad because you know you're doing it in alignment with god's will because it's something that he he led you to do or he urged you to do i remember a time where i was um in seminary and i was wanting to go back to seminary at a certain time And I was just trying to do it to get my uh, master's. And I was just trying to do it at a certain time that it really wasn't a time that I needed to get it done. I knew I was going to do it um, one day, but I was just trying to do it at that season of my life. And it did not work. Nothing wouldn't come together. Anything had I prayed and asked the Holy Spirit, he would have revealed to me, no, this is not the time. And so I wasted money, wasted timing. And so about a couple of years later, he said, now the nudging of the Holy Spirit said, now this is the time that you need to do it. And everything just flowed smoothly. And so doing that contemplative prayer and just the more we be consistent with it, the more we um, train. And that's something I wanted to point out what you said as well, is that you have to discipline yourself when you discipline yourself to listen. You hear more, you hear clearer, you hear quicker than just, you know, giving our demands off to the Lord. And that takes, like you said, discipline. So what's interesting, Tiffany, is you say, well, when the time is right, you knew it because God said, right. He said, Mm -hmm. now is the time. And that's some of the things I've learned too. And I was trying to figure out what's the difference between faith and um, all of a sudden I forgot the name for it, where you manifest things, right? Right, right. People Mm -hmm. are trying to manifest. They're usually trying to manifest things like BMWs or something. Mm -hmm. Cars, houses, yeah. Yes. (laughs) But what I realized, the difference is when with faith is when God said to you, now is the time, Tiffany, then whatever roadblocks you ran into, you know, knew you could overcome them because God had said, now was the time. And you knew you had faith in what he told you to do. And he mm-hmm. wouldn't tell you to do it unless he could make it possible for you to do it. That's true. And I've had some big things laid on me once. It was years ago, start a radio show before there were podcasts. And I thought, yeah, well, you know, I don't have a clue. I'm often saying that to God. Well, you know, I don't have a clue, right? And so I'm trying to figure it out. I remember it was a half hour radio show that I pre-recorded and ran on Sundays on a local station. Mm-hmm. And the first few, the first month or so, it would take me all week to get that show ready. But I mean, after yeah. I, yeah, after I learned how to do it, I could do it in an hour and a half. 
was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's now I'm just ready. And another time a friend's house had burned down. We weren't really close friends. And I can remember just sitting in church one Sunday. She didn't have insurance. And she was poor. But, you know, we lived in West Virginia at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, um, I felt God say, build her house. And again, I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but but we got all of this stuff donated. I remember going to, what is that big lumber store? 24 lumber or something like that. 64. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was, uh, you know, I put in an application and, and when I called to follow up, I could hear the woman was like, well, she's probably not going to get it. And she goes, oh, you were approved. Like here's $10,000 worth of lumber for your Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just dumped it. And, and it took a year, year and a half to get it all built. You know, the, the outside takes no time at all. And then the rest of it takes forever. But I can remember once kind of complaining to him, like, I'm so tired of being worried about this. I mean, I have trust and yet I'm worried, you know, like now I need the roof trusses. And so where am I going to get them from? And just calling, getting the roof trusses. And I said, why does it always have to get it at the last minute? He said, well, she lives in the country and there are not, there's a lot of not very good people around her. So if you were to pile a bunch of building materials in there, next time you came, they wouldn't be there. Mm. <laughs> some of those neighbors would have stolen them so i thought oh okay makes sense we get them the night before we need them <laughs> you know, like gonna go take them off the house so yeah yeah wow. and that's important you got to you have to listen and faith like you said faith and listening and trusting him and and just being obedient you know to doing what he said and he'll he'll prepare the way basically he'll prepare he'll, the way <laughs> He'll yes. make everything available, you know, for us at that time. And I still had to work hard, but I think that's the difference between faith and manifesting. I didn't just sit there trying to manifest her house. I had faith. God said, if you get out there and get going, she's going to end up with a house. <laughs> right. And that is what, And I got to question him because you can ask him, right? I got to ask him that question. How come I can't get it early? How can I have to wait till the night before? <laughs> and he said, well, let me explain something to you, Margaret. Not all our neighbors can be trusted. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and that's so important, you know, um, to having d- discipline in yourself to be able to hear God and then walk in him in faith, walk, yes. walk, walk through faith. Once we hear him, um, then we can walk in faith. We go through to God in contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, yes. praying to him, meditating on him, listening to his voice. And then once we listen to his voice, then we have to be obedient and, and, and through faith, like you said, walk it out and begin to trust him. And discipline is, I'm telling you, when once you get in a discipline of doing some things, it becomes second habit. Just like my exercise class, I was telling someone yesterday, um, at first I was doing no exercise. Just, you know, I just hated it, you know, <laughs> just don't want to do it. But God was like, you have to do it. You know, you have to take care of your temple. You need to, you know, start. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start two days a week. So I'm going to take a class, you know, gym class two days a week. So I took the class. I didn't try to add days and, you know, I do coaching. So I was telling one of my clients, I said, you, you do what is doable first and make it a habit and discipline yourself. And then you, you know, add a little bit more on. So you're not stressed out. And so I did it for two days. I said, I wasn't going to do any more. And now it's just second nature. I have to go. It's like, okay, it's time. It's time to go. It's time to go. You know, now I'm trying to build up another day. So I got to do something to build a habit, but it's important. Like you said, to build 
uh, discipline because discipline, you know, it takes faith, but it also takes discipline because we have to be able um, to do what God said. Like you said earlier, you know, you believe God and it will still work. You still have to get out there and do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 So it's I was not- on the phone all week getting things donated on the weekend <laughs> building the house, but yep. Right. And so we have to be disciplined to really be with God in prayer, to know how to slow down, to know how to give him our to-do list, like you were saying, Margaret, and to be able to um, enjoy a life that's fulfilling and yet not so overwhelming that we can enjoy the what God has put for us on the earth, you know, today. And so I think that's very important. And I thank you so much for that. But, you know, I know there's some listeners that are just like, but I just have so much to do, you know, and and you've done it and you've had eight children and you've had all of these things um, that you've been able to do. Um, But I want the listeners to know that Margaret's main uh, theme for you guys is that she's always takes it to the Lord. And that's so key. You have to take your list to God. Um, And the ideas that we have within ourselves, um, a lot of times they are God given and some of them are what we want to do. But when we put them before God and we give it to him, then he's able to say, like Margaret said, nope, you can't do that. Or, yes, this is what I want you to do. And so when we learn how to get in the Lord in prayer, contemplate prayer and just sit before him, he will help us with our to do list. And so for those that are stressed out or those that feel like they have so much on their plate, would you um, just say a short prayer for those listeners that may be listening and they're saying, I'm stressed out. I have so much on my plate. Father, um, Tiffany and I are here with our listeners in prayer to ask thee and thank thee, Father, for the willingness thou hast to talk to us, no matter where we are in our life, no matter what we've been doing, that we can turn to thee. And at any point, that will turn it around. And yes. for those of us, Father, who are feeling as if we have too much to do, help us right now to turn to Thee and take what is stressing us out. What I think, oh, I have to do this and this and this. And find out from Thee what really has to be done. And then to act on those things. Because we know that if we take care of the things Thou wants us to take care of, then you will take care of the other things that we need done. And we yes, thank you for this great blessing. We thank you especially for thy son and for the great sacrifice he made for us. In the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I, you know, Margaret, before, and I'm going to let you tell the listeners a little bit more about you, about how to get in touch with you and how to find you. But you mentioned the amazing um, Bible timeline. And I've, I've read that before. I've seen that before. So tell us even about that, because I love that. Okay, so it's a it's a big um, time. It's about three feet by four feet, but it's a circle. It's like a clock. It starts with Adam at the top. It comes around to Christ at six o'clock and up to today. And it has not only Bible history but world history on it. So you can see that all the world history laid out, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You can say, oh, you know, Solomon lived at the same time as. Um, oh my gosh, now I forgot his name. Like one of the Christian, Christian the Chinese philosophers. Right. So look at that and say, oh, you know, this is all happening at the same time across the world, which is nice. Yeah. Because you can say, oh, yeah, what was happening in Europe when um, David was king? And so it's got all the history on it. It's um, colorful. It's, I think it's still like $29, $25, mm-hmm. if you get laminated or not. And just go to AmazingBibleTimeline.com. That's an excellent tool. 
kids love it. We have grandkids, mm-hmm. they love it. They love to like, just look at it because there's so much on it. Yeah. And, uh, high school, high school, um, Sunday school classes, it's really good. Great. Now, if they wanted to get in touch with you personally, just to find out more about the to-do list or things like that, how would they need to get in contact with you? My website is inhisfootsteps.com. So inhisfootsteps.com, I've got my books up there. I have links to some videos that I've done, links to my social media, a little formal pop-up. It doesn't cover the whole screen, just pops up in the corner that you could sign up for my newsletters. And I usually just have a story in there, kind of like stories of today, like God said, do this or not do that. And um, some upbeat stuff. I send it out once a month because I'm old and lazy. You're not going to get spam. <laughs> You're going to get it once a month. <laughs> That's great. And it doesn't overwhelm. Once a month yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. So stuffs.com. Um, and my books are there too. The first one is I gave my to-do list to God. And the second is we sold everything and served missions. And then the third one I'm working on is um, how to become with one with my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Margaret, for being with us today to help us to try to talk a little bit about and give us a little bit of more tools and understanding about how to just uh, slow down a little bit and really hear the Holy Spirit about our to-do list. And so listeners, um, take some of this advice that you've heard today um, and begin to slow down and don't stress out about a whole lot of things and trust the Holy Spirit and just go back and contemplative prayer and just hear God and listen to him because he will always lead and guide you into all truth. And he will let you know what you need to hear when you need to hear it. Um, and he will let you know what steps you need to take uh, when you need to take it. And so we are praying that everything that God has for you, uh, you will be able to accomplish. You will be able to fulfill under the power of his Holy Spirit. And he will give you his unction and his discernment to know Uh, where to move and when to move and anything that does not line up with your destiny, you will be able to cross it out and the Lord will allow you to see that. And so until next time, we look forward to having you on Tasty Tidbits again. Have a blessed day and we'll talk with you again soon. God bless. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.